You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! What's up, guys, and welcome to Podcast PXN episode 159. I am your host, Rotan Warner, aka Roro, and I am joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, Daniel Prindle. Hello. I am also, I'm also joined by the Tarkov Teletubby, Gage Dempster, <laughs> <laughs> and video essays and host of Large Popcorn, Christian Messias, aka what is... Christian. Thank you. What is up with Mario's ass? <laughs> We will be talking about that. Don't you okay. worry. Good. Don't you worry. What Can is I... up with Mario's ass? Hopefully, we'll find out tomorrow. Right. I, I want to. I just want to say something. I, I, I aspire <laughs> to be like Christian. This man comes into the podcast late and then tells us to get started. <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to be like you when I grow up. Thank you, Am everyone. You? Oh, I'm sorry. Bro, please. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, most of the time, on YouTube. <laughs> Just search Podcast PXN, and you'll find us there at, at twitch.tv slash podcast PXN, or you can search up us on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, and you will find us. The topic of the show this week is... Sony and their future plans for PlayStation. We're going to be talking about Herman Hulse's interview, the Horizon Zero Dawn remake, and more. Before we get there, let's start with the PXN News of the Week. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. And the first topic is the new Callisto Protocol trailer. I watched it, but I'm sure you guys got a lot more out of it. It looked really cool. I liked it, but Dan, I know you're super hyped for this. Krishna, yes. I know you're super hyped for this. Gage. I think you're super high for us too, but uh, yeah, Dan, what did you think about this new trailer? Mm, it looks, it looks good, nice and gory, some nice gore. I love it. It's this game. It, it's insane. Actually, we got a new trailer for this and the next one we're gonna talk about. I won't spoil right. that, but yeah, mm. the the one scene where the things like going across the uh, track or whatever and just destroys that uh, creature and blows it into a million bits. Mm, yes, yes, please. Yes. And also in oh Christian. Me? Watch a trailer for anything? What are you nuts? True. You think I'll watch trailers? Heck That's no. true. No, I did watch the next line. one though. It was an ad. Okay. And I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Um but before we get to there, I just wanted to also shout out Karen uh Fukahara from The Boys is also yes! to star in the show or the the game, <laughs> uh the Callisto Protocol. She was in the trailer and she said this is not what it's all about. It's not about escape, Jacob. It's about answers. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic delivery. I haven't watched The Boys, but she seems good. She you haven't watched The Boys? It's good. I have not. I have not. Maybe I will because Karen Fukuhara is a good actor. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh-oh. Wait. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do the Dan thing. I wanted to... I, 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 I was, the Dan thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I was late to the pre-show, so I have to say this here, and then we can move on entirely. Okay. Uh, I am finally going to watch the finale of Better Call Saul tonight. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, which means you're starting The Expanse soon. That's exciting. (laughs) We'll see about that. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that was coming. The Xbox store page has uh, also shown that the Dead Space remake is live and the new trailer also released alongside, well, right after the Callisto Protocol stuff as well. So it's cool to get these back to back. And Christian, Hmm. you said you watched this one. How'd How'd you find this one? Uh scary 
Uh, I, I was immediately like transported back to when I first started playing this game for the very first time, and uh, I'm excited to be scared again. This is the one of the very few games that has given me nightmares, uh, and I couldn't play this one for months, and I'm so excited to try it again. As an adult, you know? Like, maybe I've grown up a little bit, like, yeah, oh my god. The sounds for this game sounds so good! The zero-G stuff. Mm, can't wait. Good-looking game. Uh, talking about good-looking games, Sackboy, a big adventure is coming to PC on October 27th, making its way off of PlayStation uh, to PC to find a new audience, so that's great. Love that. Uh, PlayStation Stars has also launched in the West. I'm reading from BGC. I'm sure we all have something to say about this one, <laughs> but let Damn. me go. <laughs> oh. What? What? It's time. What happened? It's time. We got two minutes. <laughs> oh, no. While you guys are being real, I'm going to read this article here. Players in Japan have been expressing their displeasure at one aspect of the newly launched PlayStation Stars loyalty program, which offers better customer support to players on the highest tier. PlayStation Stars, which is coming to the West later in October now, uh, lets players earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities. The program also has a four-tier level system in which players start at level one and can work their way up to level four by buying games and earning trophies. However, some users are upset that the level four tier, which is unlocked after buying four full, pr four full price games from PlayStation, they have to, that's four hundred dollars <laughs> from from at least in Canada, from the PlayStation Store and earning one hundred twenty eight rare trophies reward uh, rewards players with improved customer service. According to Sony, the level four tier perks include a commemorative collectible and a promise that quote. When can, contacting PlayStation customer support, you'll be given priority in chat order. Of course, a lot of people were not happy with that. One, one Twitter user says, customer support must be equal. There are people who only like a few titles and play them, and there are gamers who can't afford money or time. Um, I'm going to end it there so we could start discussing the topic. Uh, PlayStation Stars did launch today. I did sign up. I got yes. my little telescope. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a... One's a, a weird one for sure. <laughs> Isn't this exactly pay to win? Isn't that exactly so. what that is? It's it's weird because it's free, but if you pay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's exactly what pay to win is. Yeah, that's, I guess if you're like well, a higher tier member, yeah, you get more priority. Which yeah, that's yeah. not how customer service should work at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> this is so <laughs> yeah, this is so fucked. This is so fucked. Uh, it gets worse actually. Um, <laughs> if that's possible uh i don't know if you guys have seen this but like 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 a lot of other services like nintendo and xbox if you you know spend money you get like their little fake digital currency that you can use to like then get rewards and, and buy stuff with and so like people are doing the math on this um i forget the specific numbers uh but you have to spend i think it's like you have to uh for every dollar you spend you get a certain amount of coins and I think if you want to get a full-priced game, $70 in the U.S., you have to buy, I think, the equivalent of, what, 24 or 25 new games for you to get wow. one free game? Kind of egregious. A lot. <laughs> I thought yeah. I saw online, like, if you buy a, um, a, a, one of those PlayStation games on their list that you got 50 coins, which translates to, like, 40 cents. Maybe I'm wrong, yes. but, okay, that, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> like, what? So, you're right here. It's 50 points for buying a $70 game, and redeeming a free game costs up to 17,500 points. So that ratio is uh, quite, a, quite, a, quite a bit. Woo! 
Also, not retroactive. So I already bought The Last of Us. Can't can't buy that again. Should have waited. Should have waited for this program to come out. You knew it was coming. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a crazy uh, conversion that you're talking about there. Even Nintendo, like, if you get a full price Nintendo game, I think you get at least five dollars to go yeah. towards the next thing, which yeah. I would not expect Nintendo to have a the 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 win in, in the quote unquote win in this category, but. Yeah, that's that's wild. And I know Microsoft Points is pretty good. I, maybe Dan could speak to that a little bit better. But I, I heard that system is nothing really to complain about there. Yeah, yeah. Typically, Microsoft they, Rewards is it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And typically, before literally every game, almost every game launch, you can get Microsoft Rewards for pre-ordering. Uh, and I think it's like five or five thousand Microsoft Points, which translates to roughly five dollars. Well, the thing with Microsoft uh, points, too, is that um, you get them for not buying games as well. Like if you have I think maybe it's only if you have Game Pass Ultimate. But I know for me, like I'll every time I remember that I'm part of that, I'll check it and I'll get like 200, 300 points because I'll have like yeah. 15 quests done. And it'll be as simple as like boot up this game on Game Pass or like yep. play mm. this on xCloud. So that's kind of cool because you can I mean, you can theoretically not spend money and just get points from you'll get them at a very slow rate. But like you could get money just from starting up games that you already have on game pass or earning an achievement in this or doing that so i think microsoft rewards is pretty good but uh i think like rashan said nintendo surprisingly wins the category uh in this one <laughs> uh first of all i also want to mention that uh like i guess the, the other side of like the nintendo thing is like your rewards on nintendo expire after a year with uh playstation it's two years so it's a bit it's a bit longer i don't know what it is on microsoft's end um maybe forever who knows just saying things uh, to stall because I Dan, please. No, you're good. I, I think the Microsoft points, unless I'm mistaken, don't expire. And then once you redeem them for like real world values, you have to use it within like two to three months, I think. So like after you redeem mm. for your credit. Yeah. So I logged in today and I signed up for this just to check it out, um, kind of customize my stuff. And there are like three challenges up right now. Or I guess, yeah, was it? There's four, I'm sorry. One is to, you know, buy a game. Uh, this one I haven't seen. What is this? Pick a fight to honor 30 years of Hadoukens. Play one of the, I don't know, Street Fighter, or, uh, Marvel's Capcom, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, play a game. That's another one. And then this one, this one really uh, is weird. It's called Hit Play slash 1994. And the description reads, launch the game matching a circa 1994 song. And then it, it's auto-registered, so I just, I'm like, I just started this challenge automatically just by signing up. And the objectives uh, say, stay, cross, circle of life, or baby, I love your way, cross, go west, or Mr. Jones, cross, it just goes on. <laughs> There's songs, but like, I, don't, I don't know how to, how to complete this, <laughs> or what, what to do. <laughs> oh, Which is a shame, because the collectible looks cool. <laughs> Jesus. Well, anyway, I saw so, what are you doing? I saw Elijah post something on Twitter that I thought was interesting too, like that he said he thinks that uh, this might have been an NFT in initiative that they started that then they kind of pivoted it after NFTs uh, started going badly. It probably was, dude. It probably Very was. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to move on to the next uh, topic, but I did want to ask what you guys, just really quick, do you guys think Sony continues to support this in the future? Is this something that's a, a long-lasting thing? Do they backtrack some stuff? 
you think? Yeah, I just want to know what you guys think real quick. If you guys think they'll continue to support stars, I know they got rid of accolades recently too. Yes, I, I think they'll support it more because it's easier to find than accolades. Accolades mm-hmm. is ridiculous to find. This is okay. just—it's right on the app. It just pops up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, moving on to our next story. Fandom has acquired GameStops, GameFAQs, Giant Bomb, Metacritic, and more. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, besides that, San Francisco, uh, California, Charlotte. Uh, oh, what I'm just trying to read here, sorry. Fandom's going to just destroy all these sites. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the world's ads? largest fan yeah. platform today uh, announced it has acquired a portfolio of entertainment and gaming brands from Red Ventures, GameStop, Metacritic, TV Guide, Game uh, Facts, Giant Bomb, and a bunch of others. Um, yeah. So hopefully this means good things for those places, but no. it's kind of, probably <laughs> not. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Oh, man. Moving on to our next story, Dan, maybe you could help me with the name again, but Andre Nizrock Korzinskin? Yeah. Was that okay? All right. Yeah. Uh, Metro Games animator unfortunately died while performing combat mission in the struggle for independence, uh, sovereignty, and territorial integrity of Ukraine. Um, this was found out, I guess, on Twitter. Um, Andre Kor. Korinskin, <laughs> I messed it up again, apologies, died while performing a combat mission. Oh, I just said, repeating what I what I just said. A talented animator, incredible person, and a he- real hero. Rest in peace, friend. We all miss you. And just three days ago, they were talking about uh, completing a, an animation for a project they were working on, which is... Can you imagine? So Can you imagine having that kind of existence where like, you're working on a project and like, all right, time to go try to fight for the survival of my people and my country from right. invaders? And then dying, that's absolutely insane that we live in a world like this. Yeah, it should put it into perspective for people that it's like there's much more, there's a lot more serious things in the world than what we bicker about on Twitter most of the time. Um, it is, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, so, it's so bittersweet though, because Ukraine has also done the unthinkable and, you know, uh, I don't know. It's 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 so hard to explain without getting into the war. So it's yeah, it's 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 super unfortunate and obviously prayers and thoughts and all that stuff to his family. Um that's it's super unfortunate. Absolutely. Yeah, awful. And like Metro Metro games, I, I love them and uh I, I can't even imagine like what they're going through right now because uh they used to be based in Ukraine and um they kind of fleed um, the area. So, um, yeah, awful, very terrible news. Um, in other news, uh, IGN got to sat da- sit down with high on life devs and roam around the previously unseen Zypher Paradise biome discussing Justin Rowland's comedic influence and how there's so much funny dialogue in the, in the game that not even some of the developers have heard at all, which was a concern that, that I had when we first saw it was, is the guns going to start repeating uh, little phrases going on? But it seems like there's enough there uh, for players to enjoy without repeating dialogue, which is good. Told y'all. Yeah, Christian was right. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm very stoked after watching this video. Like that world that they showed off looks really awesome, very colorful. And uh, the one thing we did learn from that video as well 
there's not going to be a ton of weapons so the weapons are kind of main characters i think they said there's only going to be a handful of weapons um, since they're fully voiced and everything so that might be one concern that people may have um, but other than that I'm, I'm pretty excited to check this game out when it comes out Uh, really switching gears here, U.S. Labor Board uh, finds that Activision Blizzard withheld raises or unionization. Uh, this is right uh, from I IGN. Ryan Dimsdale writes, the U.S. government National Labor Relations Board has found that Call of Duty and Overwatch publisher Activision Blizzard withheld pay raises from the from the from some Raven software employees as a result of their unionization. Activision Blizzard has disputed this, however, saying that it wasn't possible to offer raises due to, quote, legal obligations. And uh, they said, due, quote, due to legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act requiring employees not to grant wage increases while an election was pending, we could not institute new pay initiatives at Raven, a spokesperson told the Washington Post. Essentially, Activision Blizzard claims it legally wasn't able to offer the employees a pay raise because they weren't were in the midst of voting to unionize as per label board v exchange parts blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, just before we all start shitting on activision that is true yes. that is that is true you cannot do that because so they're being shitty about it don't get me wrong they're very <laughs> happy that they couldn't do that but yeah. if if you have employees that are voting on whether or not to unionize and you offer them a raise that rate and that raise yeah. is only dependent on they don't unionize they are true I hate to say it, Activision <laughs> is absolutely correct. So I don't know who this person is that found, like we found that you withheld raises. I don't know what department they're from or what, who they are, if they're just some person, but that is that is true to American law. You cannot offer employees who are voting on a, you can't, yeah. So Activision's right, unfortunately. I think so. Very... Just want to throw that out. Very convenient for you, actually. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they had a huge shit-eating shit eating grin on their face when they're like, sorry, yeah. we can't. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not question. I'm not saying that they're not a piece of shit, but they are right in this instance. They are I, absolutely yeah. right. I think the timing, yeah. The timing is just like, did they place these raises in this time span just because oh, they sure. knew this? Like, that... Yeah, that's yeah. Ugh. Oh, what's that? Half of you guys want to unionize? You know what? Actually, yeah. it's race time. Like, don't get me wrong. That's exactly what they did. They're ugh. pieces of shit. But they were not legally allowed to offer these people raises. They could. Speaking of pieces of shit for this next one, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just jump right out of it, into it. A fired Nintendo contractor who filed an official complaint with the National Labor Relations Board has spoken out for the first time, revealing their name along with additional details about the incident that ultimately led to the complaint filed in April. In an interview with Axios, former Nintendo QA tester Mackenzie Clifton alleged that they were dismissed after asking for Nintendo of America's view on the growing unionization trend within gaming and, and during an online public meeting. They said they were rebuked for asking a, quote, downer question and fire and were fired a month later. Nintendo's official reasoning was that Clifton had disclosed confidential information. The cited tweet date February 16th read, in today's build, someone somewhere must have deleted every other texture in the game, BC, Everything is now red because everything is now red, just like pure red. It's very silly, end quote. Clifton says that that tweet is vague. It's so vague, <laughs> arguing it is uh, misdirection. However, Nintendo is also known for its strict social media policy, leading to many employees to stop posting entirely in order to avoid crossing what they perceive as an ill-defined line. 
Um, yeah, so I guess it could be the tweet, but probably not. <laughs> it, probably probably not. not. Yeah, yeah it's right. Like more of an excuse to, yeah. Yeah, it's super unfortunate. I mean, if there's anything to take from this, if you if you are trying to get in the video game industry and you end up at Nintendo, maybe maybe just err on the side of caution. Unless unless you are willing to lose your job for what you need, <laughs> in which case, all the power to you. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if they have a history of being kind of like, I don't know. I w- I personally wouldn't play with fire if I didn't want to lose my job at Nintendo. But each their own. But I, I mean, it's just a it's just a, like a stark reminder of how anti-union a lot of these companies still are. Like even right. even the family-friendly ones that we like to think of, like like yeah. Nintendo, is still like, oh, what is this mighty? Mighty thin ice you're treading upon. Yeah. Last of Us reference. I, nice. I got it immediately. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nintendo, Bayonetta 3 is on the Game Informer cover, so you can expect some coverage from Game Informer if you are interested in the upcoming Bayonetta 3 uh, uh... game, which I am very excited for. As well, that was uh, found out uh, recently. The Bayonetta's voice actress has been replaced with uh, a new voice actor. Uh, to find the <laughs> Jennifer Hale. It's Jennifer, Jennifer Hale. Hale. Yes, thank you from yeah. uh, from Mass Effect. Um, so yeah, and Ratchet uh, and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, ah! oh, let's go. <laughs> right? Is, but, uh, isn't she isn't she Rivet? And oh, well, probably. she's also um. No, she's not. No, yeah, she is. No, she's not. Never mind. Um, but the... I have a take. I just oh, want to also. I just wanted to read the the reason that they were replaced as well. The art the article states Bayonetta's voice changed not because of alternate timeline, but because of scheduling conflict. Pretty much what I've been saying. Oh, this person. I yeah. don't believe it. <laughs> I, I jumped on the board now. What five years making this game? Scheduling conflicts. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I think they're pulling a switcheroo on us. I think they're lying. I think they're covering their tracks. I'm a, I'm part of the conspiracy theories okay. theorists. Now. What they... A switcheroo is our fighting words. Switcheroo is not just something people throw around. Wait, what do is they co- switcheroo? What are they covering their tracks from? Uh, that it's an alternate timeline, or yes. Oh, okay. How does that affect the story? Like for people that don't know about Bayonetta. Uh, oh, who knows? We don't oh. know. We don't know what oh. Bayonetta three is. What's going on? Oh, I got you. I thought it so was why use but why like when they did when MCU does alternate timelines they still use the same actors for this like why does that have to do with because the MCU is stupid no I know exactly but... okay exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I've I've reached my wits end with this weeb stuff so that's <laughs> and I've, that... I, I I've lost it oh, sorry go bro go ahead no it's okay were you going to say something on. about okay I was just going to move on to the to the last story here which is the the Mario stuff the trailer is coming tomorrow i'm very excited we got a cool poster this poster is so cool even though the lack of mario's butt is very present people are not happy about that but uh yeah i really like the poster i'm worried about what chris pratt might say in the trailer how am i down way dude it's gonna be insane (laughs) but i'm still excited um but yeah it's gonna be like what his uh legoland what movie what movies lego movie lego world Lego movie, a Lego movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be. It's Lego to any. It's gonna be Chris Pratt's Legoland uh, <laughs> voice, but with like an Italian tinge to it that seems almost racist. Is my prediction? Oh, oh, oh Jesus! I'm so excited for that. I'll go see that if that's what it is. <laughs> what the? F- 
I'm worried. Huh? How about I'm scared? Instead of what he goes, wait. Sorry. <laughs> I would go see that. Oh my god, that'd be perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to mod games just so I can mod Super Mario Bros. And that's the only change I make is that when he instead of saying Wahoo, he says wait. wait. <laughs> we are wandering into Street Meat or Scuttlebutt Lane. Here we are. Need for speed under brown. Oh, under brown. <laughs> under. Wait. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Need for speed unbound, which sounds a lot worse if you ask me. That sounds. Anyways, uh, Need for Speed Unbound is coming December second. <laughs> and there was a leak. <laughs> there was a leak earlier today. Uh, uh, it was uh, revealed on a Japanese website, I believe. And Insider Gaming had the scoop as well. Um, but yeah, they, we got some cool uh, screenshots from the game that was leaked on the website. It has a really cool anime art style, look like um, some Spider-Verse influence too with the, the, the special effects. That's the best example that I could give. But uh, yeah, it looks cool. And we're getting an official reveal tomorrow morning from uh, EA. And yeah, 8 a.m. PT. Be there, be square. I, I'm really excited, actually. After seeing those those uh, screenshots, I'm I'm interested for sure. Okay, I'm looking at the thread here and didn't realize apparently they changed some assets from their previous Need for Speed games to match the color scheme of uh, the new one too, which is weird. Oh, yeah. What do you mean changed assets? Like the artwork, it's like a neon green like style, like the Unbound. Uh, assets are so like need for speed heat need for speed hot pursuit need for speed payback all have like neon green artwork now instead of like what their you know oh, original artwork that's, they're was they're doing the assassin's creed thing that's yeah. i guess yeah why what Brand does that do like yeah bro i would love to get paid millions of dollars to sit in a boardroom and be like mm, what if we change all the thumbnails of our old games to green <laughs> and somebody's like that's fucking hype Genius. do it yeah <laughs> You know what I, would be? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I want to. I want to say that the art, the art style is uh, is really exciting to me. Yeah. Um, and also, just like the screenshots are gorgeous. Uh, I think Kevin Diaz is talking about how it does give off underground vibes, and I, I gotta echo that as well. I think it's really exciting. There's also yeah. another game that people were talking about that, that this reminds them of that I've never heard about until today. What was it called? I'm looking for it right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, while you're looking for that. Multiverses leak possibly reveals Mark Hamill's Joker may be coming to multiverses. Um, that's cool. That's pretty cool. The, the, this version of the Joker from Batman the Animated Series, voice by Mark Hamill, might make its way into multiverses. Warner Bros. Warner Bros. crossover fighting game. A new data mine reveals voice lines of character. Of course, that tweet is no longer on the internet, but yeah, that would be pretty cool. I, I would, I would like that a lot. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Wait, what the f oh. fuck? Whoa. <laughs> Wait. Wait. <laughs> what happened? This has to be fake. ASAP Rocky will be a character in the upcoming Need for Speed Unbound. I don't believe that for a second. Find out tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> More pretty flock with Jordan. Is ASAP Rocky, is he the one who had the real life Battle Royale? What? <laughs> what? Is that oh, no, that was... Uh, who was that? Was that ASAP Rocky? I can't remember. Was Are you it? talking about the, the, the awful concert that went wrong? Yeah. That I was Travis Scott. Was... Yes, that's Travis Scott. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, well, well then never mind. I guess my joke won't land. That's fine. <laughs> my God. 
Moving Dan's on. favorite uh, hip hop artist is Vanilla Ice. I sorry, I don't know why I dragged down into this. I, I apologize. <laughs> Catching a stray as usual. Moving on to our next story, rumors are swirling that Halo is switching to Unreal Engine. Uh, this is from Windows Central. Um, a new report from the YouTuber Sean W suggests that Halo Infinite's Battle Royale codename Tanaka is switching to Unreal Engine and perhaps even Halo itself. We revealed, uh, I don't think that's important to this story, actually. Um, yeah, so Dan, I look to you on this one. Yo, yes. Uh, so there is speculation, there's been speculation for a while about Halo moving to Unreal Engine, and the rumors are that Tatanka, which is Certain Affinities Project, is basically uh, going to be extended development so it may still be another year or two years away because they're switching to unreal engine that's the report anyways uh and also possibly even the franchise as a whole obviously after bonnie ross left and also the lead of the slip, slip space engine which powers halo infinite has left as well a lot of tech debt in that engine uh of slip space there's rumors that that could uh, be the future of the franchise. I know me and Gage talked briefly about this um, over chat a little bit. Um, and uh, I think it, it, it's definitely possible. My only concern that has ever been about switching engines for Halo is can we make sure we capture Halo the way, you know, the feeling? Because not a, not a lot of franchises successfully switch game engines and the game feels the same like you oftentimes get something and you're like man this doesn't feel quite right like this there's something here that doesn't you know line up uh, when you're switching over however there's been success stories as well so i am very trepidatious about this but i want i want to also uh, hope that this would make things better in the future um as well can I can I go? Yes, yes absolutely. I'm fucking hyped. I'm so hyped. Slip space is not working out. All right, it's just it's not. It is not providing what the team need. Okay, from the outside, it seems I should say I'm not. Obviously, I don't work at three for three. If I if I did work at three for three, Halo Infinite would be fucking perfect. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this. I'm a bit of an expert. Um. So no. Uh. I. I'm. Yeah. I think it's one less thing for the team to worry about. You know what I mean? Like if you have a if you have an engine that's constantly being worked on by another team, like obviously and this is the thing, it's Microsoft, right? So I don't even think the licensing issues is really that much of a worry because I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much where your bills where your blank check is being written from in in a way. So it yeah, you you gain an engine that is extremely adaptable, it's extremely versatile, and um you don't have to worry about, you know, fixing it, trying to make it work while developing the game, which is what they've been doing with Slipspace. Um, again, allegedly, behind the scenes. Apparently, that's not been an easy engine to work with. So, um, yeah, I'm confident that they can they can make that feel. I totally understand Dan's opinion. And, uh, and also, if that were to happen, obviously, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want Halo to lose its feel at the cost of switching to Unreal. I'm just extremely confident that that won't happen just because of how... Like, there's so many games made in Unreal. There's racing games, there's horror games, there's first-person shooters. Like, it's an extremely capable engine. So, um, I don't think it'll be an issue, in which case I'm excited. Because I'm ready for Halo to... I was really hoping the Halo Infinite would be the return to form. And while it is gameplay-wise, obviously everything else has struggled. So, if switching to Unreal means that we can get the team 
sort of focus on what they need to be focused on and have you know less things to worry about then i'm all for it i would love for them to switch to unreal 5. i um, think the tricky thing also gauge is like i don't think that halo infinite is gonna switch engines no obviously i'm not saying that no no no, no. yeah no, no i'm sorry i didn't mean to like make it seem like you were saying that i that just popped in my head like what are they going to do? Like, are they going to move on from Halo Infinite like sooner so. than than later? By the way, I apologize. I was dying when you <laughs> made your <laughs> comment. And I, I started taking a drink of water and was dying. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think so. And I it, like the, you and I have talked. I think you and I spoke about this at length before the game actually launched with their whole 10 year plan. And I think I remember saying something where it's like, well, you know, uh, if they do want to move on beforehand, maybe the fans won't mind. And I feel like we're at that stage now where if if they announce that, if they, like, say if they say, like, you know, a year and a half from now, they say next year, year four, year three, whatever it is, like, oh, this is going to be our final year. We're, we're working on the next full-scale project and we're moving to Unreal. I feel like you wouldn't get a lot of complaints. I feel yeah. like people, so, you know, it all, it all depends. But I think I would be happy with them cutting Infinite short because it seems like this isn't, this isn't working out in terms of everything else except for the gameplay, which for a live service game is kind of important, right? So, yeah. I, I personally would not care if they decide to scrap their 10-year plan. I don't think they're going to hit that anyways, even if they didn't want to. I think that's ambitious. Destiny tried to do that. And, I mean, Destiny 2 is, what, five years in? So, like, that's that's going well. But, like, Destiny 1 lasted, like, what, three years? And then they're like, all right, never mind, we're doing Destiny 2. I think Destiny 7 years seven. in. Yeah. <laughs> Seven almost years there. in. Okay, yeah, yeah almost there. Um, Wait, you're saying Destiny 2 launched seven years ago? Yes. I don't believe that. I don't do not believe that for a second. I'm pretty sure Shut 2015. Yeah. You're telling me Destiny 1 was one year? Wait, maybe not. Destiny that does oh, not sound I right. lied. Destiny launched 2017. 2014. 2014. No, you're okay. right. 2017. September 20. Oh, 2017. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. That's five years, is it not? Correct. Yes. yes you're so correct. Fuck all of you. I know more than you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget too that game development is super easy. You just have to copy everything from Slipstream exactly. and just paste it into Unreal, and it just works. You just hit I the update button. I could do this in button. a minute. I could fucking fix yeah. Halo in a minute if they just hired me. And yeah. that's game development is easy, and that's why we're moving into the podcast <laughs> PXN News of the Week, and that's why CD Projekt Red is making a bunch of video games. So many of them. Too many. Too many. Is it too many? Yeah. Video game development is easy. Let me establish that. <laughs> you got me there, bro. You got me there. CD Projekt Red just announced a bunch of projects, and yes, it is too many. New IP codenamed Hadar, Project Sirius, a Witcher project, um, Project Polaris, a Witcher 3 sequel, new trilogy, Project Canis Majoris? What? Canis Majoris? Yes. A new story-driven Witcher open-world RPG and Project Orion Cyberpunk 2077 sequel. Um, there's more to this thread as well. I just want to shout out one more thing before we start discussing, and then we could continue through the thread here. But uh, they're introducing multiplayer to most of their single-player games to, quote, uh, enrich the single player experience. Is, are they? Is yes, that what it yes. is? Yes, that is why they're doing it. <laughs> but the, I just wanted to start off the, the discussion with the actual announcement of all these games. Um, Christian, I know you said this is a lot. <laughs> and yeah, yeah what, what did you think when you, when you saw this uh, announcement? My initial reaction is like, this is way too many. This is way too many games to be announcing when, like, you, like, don't get me wrong. 
Edge Runners is a hit, and I'm glad that you people are 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 going back to your game. But like, <laughs> people you are going back to people. Okay, that's not right. <laughs> people are going back to Cyberpunk not because like the game is like fucking fantastic now, because they liked Edge Runners so much that they're willing to give CP 2020-2077 a shot again. Like whether or not like the quality has improved is like a separate discussion. So like, are, like it's still not a perfect game. It's still pretty buggy. Like for the most part, like people yes. who have picked it up like are, are still saying like there there are bugs here. They're just overlooking them because the the story and like the world is so cool, right? Yeah. My like. My thing is that there's if you keep scrolling down, they did also announce that they're uh, introducing two new studios to CDPR, uh, and they're North America, the Vancouver Hub and the Boston Hub. Hell yeah. So like there is going to be yeah, congratulations to them more more higher. That, that's awesome. Like more support. Uh, so like there are going to be more teams that like spread apart that are going to be working on these games. So it's not like it's just one team, right? There 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 are many. Uh, my thing is like, are you doing too much too soon? And I know that this is. For investors, I understand that, but they announced what today, this morning, that the new Witcher game is still like what at least four years away. Mm. Like you announced, you just dropped a whole new trilogy, but with with no details on what's going on with Witcher Four. It's it's just a lot, dude. Like, focus on making one good game first before <laughs> we start announcing six to seven more. Let alone six to seven more that are also multiplayer. Yeah. I think their plan with what they did with Cyberpunk, Christian, is exactly what they should have done because, you know, Cyberpunk was announced shortly before The Witcher 3 came out, and so that gives people some excitement to look forward to something but not release, you know, six games. <laughs> Here you go. Here's six games coming. I mean, I'd argue that Cyberpunk was even announced too soon, but... Fair. This is, like, this is... But no, like, Christian's exactly right. This is for investors, like... This makes me so angry because it's almost like it's almost like a not it's an announcement of an announcement of an announcement of an announcement. I mean, like it's so far removed from anything. Like, I think a good rule of thumb, like we always say, like, don't announce unless you have something to show. And even if you wanted to be more lax on that rule, how about you don't announce something if it still has a project name? You know what I mean? Like, you don't even sure. know what the game's called yet. <laughs> uh, I just yeah, I like. I'm not even excited. Like this doesn't get me excited. This this just kind of makes me think like, oh, this is too many games, which is not the reaction you want from fans. Whatever, I'm sure they got the reaction they wanted from investors. But like you're saying, like like, I just look at this. I'm like, this is too much. And that's not what I want to think about when I think about CD Projekt Red. I want to get fucking hyped. I think don't forget that a lot of the writers too that like wrote what is arguably like one of the best from CDPR, which are three, like have since left. But we still we don't even know like what the quality of these games is going to look like. Like. Or, again, not to be rude, but the quality of these new studios, right? These aren't, like you just sure. said, you have no idea what these guys, what the talent is there, right? If these, if they're just hiring off the street, it could go really well. If they have, you know, uh, senior people from the old studio in, like, in really, in lead positions and they're kind of keeping an eye on quality, then that could be good. But at the same time, it's like, if these are, like, they're not acquiring studios, they're just building new studios. So, who knows? Who knows what these new games to, look like? To me, if they had announced, like, we're doing like DLC, right? For fan, or fan, fan liberty is coming. We already, we already knew about that. If they announced a sequel for Cyberpunk, fair. If if they said something about The Witcher, fair. If they announced a new IP, I'd be like, okay, I'm a little worried, but sure. But then the rest of the announcements were like, we're expanding, uh, like our IP into like projects outside of video games, and like are focusing more on like building, like like 
what they did with edge runners like going to other studios and doing like shows and animes like that would be a, a whole different story to me is like building the, the brand of cyberpunk and just like sorry not cyberpunk cd project uh than what they did which is announced just a shit ton of stuff of yeah games. Yeah. I feel like if, if they had just announced that they're expanding and they just announced the two new studios and that they're continuing the Witcher, fr the Witcher franchise and they just left it at that, I feel like they would have gotten a ton of hype. It would have been a ton of yeah. hype because people would have been like, oh, you guys are expanding. That means we're going to get, you know, maybe new games. Or maybe we're going to get them sooner. We would just be left to think about it as opposed to announcing, here's 18 new games, three new studios, <laughs> and uh, we're also doing not games anymore. It's like, what, what is going on with this? You know... I was going to make fun of them for announcing literally three Witcher games with the Witcher trilogy being announced, the new Witcher trilogy. But then I remembered Halo 4 was announced as the start of a new trilogy for Halo. So I was like, oh, well. But even that, it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's not as bad. It's It still is kind yeah. of, you know, but like if they came out and they're like, we're working on Halo 4, 5, and 6. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um uh yeah th this this is a lot but as as you guys are saying it it there's two audience here eating this up it's there's us the gamers and then there's the investors who i guess this is for right um i just wanted I'm to read be, out yeah i'm gonna be 40 row yeah. when We're these, be when really these like, are finishing <laughs> yeah it's gonna yeah. be dead yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> louise Here's what you'll be missing, though, Dan. The Witcher 3 Next Gen oh is still God. planned for this year. The serious uh, project, which is uh, the Witcher project, is supposed to have multiplayer. The new Witcher trilogy will be released in... The new Witcher trilogy will be released in a six-year period. So three games in six years, plus whatever else you're working on. Kenneth okay. Majoris uh, will use Unreal Engine 3, and Kenneth Majoris, as a reminder, is the Witcher open world RPG. And uh, Unreal 3? In... Unreal 5. I'm sorry. 5. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, all right, this, this announcement just got even more bad. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on over there? My, my apologies. Unreal Engine 3, that's the open world Witcher game. It's going to be using Unreal <laughs> he Engine. He did it again, bro. <laughs> Unreal Engine 5. I'm sorry. It's okay. And Hatter. You heard you guys the... loud and clear. <laughs> the game that's less ambitious. Project Hatter <laughs> is in very early production. Apologies, guys. I'm sorry. No um, shit, but... CDPR. <laughs> yeah. I feel like all of these are in early early. Right? Oh my god <laughs> christian okay now let's be positive for a second okay <laughs> i'll try there are two that i'm actually kind of decently excited about one is uh the new ip hadar whatever that ends up being like i'm just i don't know cdpr like does really cool world building so like uh, the prospect of doing something new is always going to be exciting for me like even if it's mm -hmm. not going to be for me just just the fact that they're trying just not new ip in general that's a dub for me the second is the Witcher game Canis Majoris, which is a project name, I'm, I'm sure, uh, developed by a third party. I wonder who that goes to and what that looks like. That could potentially be exciting. Hmm. I will say the prospect of, of multi, like, this is the problem, which is funny because you're hearing this from video game studios, so they should know the difference and they should be clarifying, but it's like, okay, it, it, multiplayer, I'm sure they mean co-op is what they mean. I'm guessing you're not going to boot up The Witcher 4 and there's going to be Deathmatch and Capture the Hill. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> the idea of co-op is kind of intriguing. You know what I mean? Like, like hunting monsters with your friends. The only problem is that with the age that we live in, it's like, oh, it's multiplayer. Okay. So there's going to be a battle pass and there's going to be microtransactions. There's going to be this and there's going to be that. So, I mean, if they, if they mean co-op, that's kind of cool. Right. Because I don't know. 
a lot of single player games I think would benefit from if they're able to without breaking it entirely, adding co-op. Like that's the big irony with Fallout 76 is that a lot of people before Fallout 76 were like, oh, it'd be cool to explore the wasteland with my friend, meaning co-op, and then they made it an entirely multiplayer thing, and they're like, yeah, this is not what we want. Not it at all. But like, yeah, taking taking a buddy with you and hunting down different monsters and having to do like the like research and all that stuff and find out where they are, like that sounds fucking cool. See, we'll see. Well, Well, you know what? Oh, some of us will see. (laughs) Right. Nice. Good callback. You're so funny and smart. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's not cool? You know what's not funny? You know what's not smart? Phil, what's his name? Harrison. Phil Harrison. Yeah, oh, he's not Phil smarter. Spencer, I was like, he's angry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Phil Harrison of Google. Google is shutting down Stadia, everybody. Google is shutting down Stadia. It's Cloud's gaming service. The service will remain live for players until January 18, 2023. Google will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchased through the Google Store, as well as <laughs> all the games and add-on content purchased from the Stadia Store. Google expects those refunds to be in- completed in mid-January. Quote, a few years ago, we also launched a consumer gaming uh, service, Stadia. Stadia Vice President and GM Phil Harrison said in a blog post. And while Stadia's approach to streaming games for consumers was built on a strong technology foundation, it hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected. So we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming services, end quote. Employees on the Stadia team will be distributed to other parts of the company, which, thank God. Um, Mm. But yeah. With that yeah. last, with that last key bit of information, I just want to say, I'm happy that something failed at Google. I'm really happy. It makes me very happy. <laughs> this is not the first time. I know, I know, it's childish, <laughs> but like, I fucking hate Google so much. So <laughs> I just, I get excited, cool. especially again. They moved, they moved everyone to different lo- locations. Nobody lost their job. Fuck you, Google. I'm glad your stupid idea failed because nobody oh, wanted this. Well, wait, no, hold on. I actually thought Stadia would have been really cool to use in like classroom learning. Like, I had to. I'm not going to get into, into the weeds of that, but I think, like, there, there, are, there are a handful of schools that use, like, a lot of, like, video game as tools for, like, different kinds of learning. And, the, like, the biggest barrier to that is that they have to provide a, a bunch of, like, equipment for these kids to facilitate that kind of learning. And I thought that, like, cloud streaming actually would have been, like, a, a lot, like, the barrier would have been a lot easier to access. Like, that alone, I thought, for that project could have been cool. But can I, I, don't can know, I make myself a different take? Can I make myself extremely clear right now? I want to make myself crystal clear. Fuck the children. Okay. Oh wow. God. Wow. That's it. Right. No, okay. you don't want that clip. Future. You do not want no, don't clip that. that. Yeah, no, don't clip that. But also, <laughs> also, I love that Phil Harrison's the one that's making this statement because he's literally the one that was on stage with Jeff Keighley, I think, E3 2019 or 2020, one of those. Well, not 2020 because that was not 2020. 2019. Because uh, he was on there and Jeff's like, well, I know there's a lot of concern online because Google likes to cancel stuff early before like they develop right. it. And, and Phil Harrison's like, no, no, that's not the case here. Google's really invested in that. And here Phil Harrison <laughs> is Pretty announcing. Please trust me, we're not going to cancel that, yeah. I promise you. There is literally a website called killedbygoogle.com <laughs> where you can see everything that Google has like shut down. And there's 274 things there which will soon be 275 i'm pretty sure 
<laughs> unless they've already updated it. No, Google Stadia is there already. Wow. I'm so, sure yeah. some of those are fine. <laughs> some of those are fair. Because, yeah. like, obviously, every, you know what I mean? But they definitely have the reputation of being, like, the EA of tech companies, where yeah. they just, like, what's that? You're not performing exactly as we want you to? Goodbye. Now, Goodbye. in this case, don't get me wrong. They should have shut down Stadia because it was an awful idea. They shouldn't have done it in the first place. Hey, how would you like to not own video games, pay us a subscription, and then also buy the video game again? And, yeah. uh, the you subscription. Know, fuck you. The subscription was their downfall, yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about the uh, the owning stuff in the story after this one, or the tidbit after this one. But uh, something that was someone who was very affected by uh, the shutdown, not the employees at Stadia, but the developers working on games for Stadia, yes. found out this way, the same way that we're finding out that just like in a blog post that uh, the platform that we're supposed to be releasing a game on is no longer going to be a thing in a couple of months. What so Tom Vian you know, thing to do. Tangle Tower, which is a game by apparently Tom Tom Vian on Twitter says was due to launch on Stadia in two days time. And this article is the way he found out that Stadia was shutting down. And Rebecca Heinemann was uh, releasing a game on November 1st. And this is how she heard about it. So there's a bunch of developers who are expecting to release games on this platform that will not exist in yeah. less than a year. What do you do at that point? Just stop? Can you? <laughs> right, yeah. Or are you I, like contractually obligated to like release continue. this game? I don't know. I would be like, I'd be like, okay, Google, I heard you're doing refunds. You're going to refund <laughs> us the cost of development <laughs> for your stupid fucking system. Like, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse not to send out a heads up, right? Like, it's the same thing when, they were when PlayStation was shutting down the Vita store. And some developers got a heads up and some developers didn't. Or not not the Vita. Yeah, right? When they were ending support for Vita? Or am I making that up? I don't there remember was... this. I believe you, though. There was something that happened last year that was big that PlayStation did, where they didn't it... tell developers. Oh, I, I think they... it may have been when they shut down the store, or they're planning to shut down the PlayStation store on the Vita and PlayStation 3. Is I think that that's it? what it was, yeah. Yeah, because there are people still developing for the Vita. Yes. Is that and, uh, true? Yeah, but there were I people think still it, releasing games on the Vita. Wow, I yeah. think they went. They back might have on backpedaled. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. did. They yeah. did. They did. But but some people found out like when at the same thing like the, like yeah. at, when they announced it. And they're like, what the fuck? We're in the middle of developing something for the Vita. <laughs> and obviously, there's probably not that many people developing it for the Vita as opposed yeah. to Stadia because Stadia is a new console. But same thing applies. It's like it costs you nothing to send out to talk to your liaison, talk to your PR person, and be like, hey. All the studios that we're in bed with or that have are publishing on our platform, maybe send them an email, give them a heads up. <laughs> um, but also affected, not only developers, but players of Google Stadia. Ubisoft, Bungie, and others are working on uh, Stadia game transfers. Uh, Ubis uh, after the unexpected shutdown on Google Stadia, developers from across industry are t trying to help players by allowing them to transfer their game saves to other platforms. So like Destiny, for example, losing all that gameplay hours would be devastating for anybody who's yeah. put in a lot of time into that. So hopefully they're able to, to, to transfer that stuff. Ubisoft is obviously working on probably some Assassin's Creed stuff, and IO is working on Hitman stuff all saying that we're working on stuff. They haven't confirmed that they've found a solution yet, but they're all working on stuff. I saw something as well. Uh, a Red Dead player had over like a thousand hours on Stadia in, in Red Dead Redemption 2. Holy Rockstar shit. hasn't been has hasn't said anything about working on anything. And <laughs> I'm sure they won't either. Probably not going <laughs> yeah. to. Let's so that is just like so heartbreaking, dude. Like if they want to restart their place they're saved they just they just lose everything that's thousands of literally thousands of hours well, just lost 
I'm going to I'm going to be blunt here. It is and it isn't. If you are somebody who's maining a game, maybe don't do it on the cloud-based console that just came out a couple of years ago. Maybe maybe don't make that your platform of choice. It, it could be right? his only I, option. It could be their only option. I don't know about that because you've got okay, so if it's your only option, that means you've got you're paying you're able to pay for the subscription. You're able to pay for high-speed internet. I don't believe that. I don't believe the Stadia is their only option. I don't know. Unless I'm missing something here. Like you're putting you're putting a thousand hours into Red Dead. <laughs> I I love that game to death, and I there, I can't imagine putting a thousand hours online stuff too. Yeah, like let me online. tell you, let me tell you, Shan. There's not much there. No. There's not much there. There's <laughs> so, maybe a hundred hours of content if you really want to grind for it. You're talking Still, about Halo Infinite? No, no. Okay. Oh, ah, <laughs> oh my God! Zing so, I I mean, a lot of people would say You're similar so stuff about about Destiny. I think. Like, why would you spend so much time playing that game? And I, I have come to that conclusion recently as well. Uh, but I know I would be de- devastated if somebody just took away all those hours from me if I couldn't get them back. Even if it's, it's I would... like, yeah. No, that was, that was pretty much the end of my thought. I, w- I would never play Destiny again if I could right, really transfer exactly. my account. I just yeah. wouldn't. But I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad in the same way that if my friend's like, hey... I kept all of my silver reserve in the trunk of my car and somebody broke into it in the middle of the night <laughs> and stole it. It's like, I'm, I'm upset that you lost all your silver, but why were you storing it in your fucking car? Like, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> Moving on to our last Stadia story here. <laughs> Google reportedly passed on a Stadia-exclusive follow-up to Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima was reportedly working on a follow-up to Death Stranding that was meant to be exclusive title for Google Stadia. However, it apparently canceled due to its single-player nature. <laughs> huh. According, L Google. Th- this could have yeah. saved them, and I would have bought yes. one. This, this and many other things. I feel like there's a couple of other like things that they passed up on that just made no sense to pass up on, but they did. And they closed down their first-party studios, and they lost Jade Raymond and a bunch of other people. I feel like the writing was on the wall for a while, but I don't know. It's just such weird decisions that they made throughout this whole thing. It's almost like, like it's, a, it's a tech company trying to make video game decisions. It's, it's huh. almost right. like exact, exactly what it is. Sorry, you were going to say joke. a pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were going to say yeah, a pun. Yeah, my joke, it. yeah. More like Goog L. Right? Oh my <laughs> god, dude, you're so fucking handsome, bro. Yeah, we should kiss about it, honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Moving Can we say the... that? Is, this, is that legal everywhere down there? Can we say that or no? I honestly don't know how it works. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll risk it. For the, for the share fantasy <laughs> draft check-in. Uh, I don't think anything came out this week, guys. Uh, but coming up soon is Scorn. That's this week for Christian. Uh, uh, next week, isn't it? The 14th? The 14th. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. The 14th. That's, yeah, that's next week, Friday. Jesus. I was trying to wrap my head around why, why Christian was so fucking hyped about this game, because it looks really dull. But of course, the game there, everything's made oh. of flesh and squelches. That's Christian's all about it. Mm. can i just <laughs> yeah. say gage can you just freaking pick up some games you know your list is looking mighty it's not mighty. my fault video game developers are bad at their jobs and i have to do it for them <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> i'm joking everyone was, please <laughs> i was looking at the list though in all seriousness and there's a lot of good stuff still on there like i wish I there had is picks. i'm gonna have to go bargain hunting for what i can do for my sloppy seconds i mean i'd much rather all the games i chose come out because they're bangers but i mean yeah take the time you need and all that but goddamn, you should pick up entropy center 
I don't know. What did you just say? <laughs> That's a free one for you. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You should listen to him. Was that all one word or is that two? Did you say entropy center? Yes. We'll never know. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I will look it up. All right. <laughs> moving into possibly, are we moving into this? PXN's best of? Are we announcing this right here, right now? Yep. Because I, I think we have a, a topic, right? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Sorry. I was coughing still. I'm still okay. choking from that water earlier. Um, uh, Dan, I just want to get the okay that we swallow announce, better announcing this uh, right now. You need to practice your swallow. Uh, sure. Skills, Dan. Sure. Yes. Are we all, all are we all good with the topic? Okay. Yes, yes. I already thought of a few. Okay. Okay. Great. So, PXN's best of for October is best. Um. God. <laughs> best horror game. <laughs> Sorry, that was supposed to be a lot more than it than it d- delivered there. <laughs> uh, yes, best horror game is going to be our topic for October. Um, Dan, how how is this going to be split up this this time? Is is it going to be starting next week Wednesday? So today, <coughs> God, I'm still dying. Oh, no. <clears throat> today we're announcing it, and then next week we'll uh, everyone will announce their individual picks, and then throughout the week that that following week, um, the polls will go up for everyone's individual picks, and then we'll campaign for the winners the following week. And then we'll have the finals poll with all our finalists running against each other. And then the winner will be revealed on episode 163. One, two. Maybe. We need to combine and make sure Dan doesn't win on this one. (laughs) You guys all pick one. So what's the theme? What are we doing? Best horror game. Oh, wow. We actually went with my idea. Look at that. What do you guys got for me? Daniel, Yo. what do you got for me? I have finally completed a video game. It's a miracle. The Ooh. Last of Us Part 1. I have finished it, and I love that I actually got Christian's reference earlier because I just finished the game. If I it's hadn't, extreme... I would have forgotten that reference. Mighty what nice. reference? Mighty exactly. You're on, it's, just you're on, like, it's just a Ellen, saying. Ellen, it's you're just on, a saying. No, no, Joel... He says from the middle on, of the game. You're on mighty thin ice, there, or something like that. But but Christian just said that Nintendo was on thin ice, and like he said it was a reference, and I gave him that. But that's also just an extremely common saying. Oh well, I I was picking up on it from Joel telling Ellie that when she's trying to ask about Sarah. So I picked that's up. Where on I heard it. it for the first time. That's Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was yeah. vague. Yeah, so, you know, Joel and Ellie are at, at some at one point are not uh, super friendly with each other. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> He's immediately standoffish. Immediately, an hour into the game. Uh, yeah. And what did you what did you think about the upgrade, Tilu part? Oh, it was it was definitely a great upgrade. I, I was I was definitely enjoying the upgrade. Don't get me wrong. I know I've complained about you know whether we need the upgrade or you know the hell yeah. The, the upgrades, you know, viability, but the upgrade is definitely a very good upgrade. I, I had this discussion with Gage, though, that, which I find fascinating. I started The Last of Us Part 2, uh, spoiler alert, and I feel like The Last of Us Part 2 is a better looking game. Like, am I crazy in saying that than Part 1? Part, part 2 feels better, plays better. Does it look better? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I have to go back know. to it. Because yeah, but... it does have a 60 FPS mode on PS5, so it is boosted a little bit, but obviously the visual stuff is um, 
just how it was on PS4, but it's a beautiful game as Hold well. Hold the phone. Hold the phone, oh. what? Last of Us Part 2 has a 60 FPS mode on PlayStation yes. 5? Yes, it does. Yep. Ooh. Yep. I'm gonna have, oh. Oh. Hey, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to replay TLU Part Yes. Don't know. So. They'll, they'll, re- they'll remake it in a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good point. And I'll buy it. And I'll buy it. Oh. Me. So, will I finish part two finally? Yes. We'll see. I hope so. I really we'll see. hope so. I have to. I've actually almost made it. So, I started from scratch again rather than continuing where I left off. Which I respect. And, I respect that. Yes. Yeah. And um, I've almost made it to the part where I quit the last time and i think you guys know what i'm referring to but i don't tease it more tease it more what is it uh golf let's go play golf hold on everybody's golf (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i'm gonna just go next since i've i got quite quite a bit here i i just wanted to shout out steam next fest which is going on right now until the 10th and it's just a bunch of indie games uh bunch of demos that you could play a lot of games that we've seen on different shows like uh friends versus fiends we saw that like at a game awards that's that's available i know a lot of us thought the gameplay and the art style looked really cool so if you want to try that out you can thirsty suitors is on there gunbrella was another one that i thought we were excited for and scars above which is another freaking uh remember when all those sci-fi survivor horror uh games were showing up at the game Awards? i'm pretty sure this Mm. is one of them but this one looks kind of cool too and a bunch of other games that I didn't know about, but now are absolutely on the list, like uh, Potionomics, Witch Knight, Venice 2089, Volcano Princess, and one that was actually on my list before, but Wavetail is at Steam Next Fest as well. So if you're looking for a new indie game, just open up Steam, play some demos, and you will definitely find at least one that you're... Venice 2089, gang. Yeah. Oh, you, you played it? No, but it's been on my list for okay. uh, since it got announced. Sweet. Okay, that's good to get to know. I'm excited. I just I just saw the art sounds like oh yeah I want to try this but now that I know that's on your list then I'm definitely gonna try it out. Uh, but the games that I have been playing, I played Bayonetta one still on the first one. I got a little bit further. Christian, I had my third boss fight with Gene, and that was incredible. That was so cool. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, but I think I'm reaching the conclusion here. Um, it's interesting to see uh, the character Cereza which I think I know who they really are, but seeing Bayonetta 3 and seeing the same like hairstyle yep. now, this is, I wish I didn't know that, but I, it's kind of obvious as soon as a character was introduced. But yeah, really liking Bayonetta a lot. Excited to dive into the second one once I finish this one. Platoon 3, still a blast. Having a great time with it. Uh, and Cyberpunk 2077, I'm about eight hours in uh, now. I've seen... For those who play the game, this will make a bit more sense. I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, Abin Smasher, I've seen them twice. Johnny Silverhand has been introduced. And uh, the Relic chip has been inserted into my head. So anybody who's played Cyberpunk, you know what I'm talking about. Because it, saying you're eight hours in into this game doesn't really mean anything. You could be doing <laughs> jack shit in those eight right. hours. But uh, yeah, just to let you know where I am in the story. Um, but yeah, I love the more cinematic missions. Uh, Night City actually feels like really lived in. Like, I think they did a really good job. Like, the NPCs and the characters feel like they actually are living their lives and not just like props in the environment, which I I, I think. And maybe Hard Christian, you feel different. Really? Hard disagree. Yeah. <sighs> I think like visually, it's impressive. It's so dense. I, you can see them going about their day and yeah. you get closer and it's like the illusion is shattered. These, these dudes are like barely existing. They're just fucking plastic just, just moving around. There. 
Don't I, listen to Christian. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Rishan. That's also <laughs> true. Bro. Wow. <laughs> I, I think I, maybe out of the games that I've played, I think this is the most impressive that I've seen. I, and, and again, I haven't played a lot of open world games. They're not usually my cup of tea. Uh, so I, I was just really impressed by Night City. Uh, and I'm Judy inclined awesome. to agree with Rashan. Thank you. <laughs> and Judy is awesome. I like Judy a lot. And Season, which is a game that has been on a, a lot of our lists, is at Steam Next Fest, and I played the demo, and I liked it a lot. So I'm excited for the full release. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Christian, take it away. As always, more Rocket League. I've been getting really into 3v3 tournaments. So, the, you know, you, you gen, every, every, they do two tournaments per, like, category uh, a day. Like, at, at this certain time, you can do a 1v1 tournament. At this certain time, 2v2. So at this certain time, 3v3. So every night at 9 p.m. Pacific, I'm logging on to do my tournament with my friends. And uh, last night was the closest we ever got, man. It was the, it was the finals. It was It's a best of three, and we were in game three. And it went into overtime, and we ended up losing in overtime. Like, victory was right there, dude. We almost scored a goal, and then the ball went back to our side, and then we ended up missing, like, whatever. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It was a very rough night last night. Uh, but I've also been playing a game from the PS4 era, from Team Eco. It is The Last Guardian. Let me tell you, one of the most beautiful and also the most frustrating games I've ever played. And I, I think, obviously, people have talked about the frustration with uh, that fucking dog bird, Trico. Uh, <laughs> but I love that thing to death. Like, even when I'm fucking pissed off that it won't listen to my, like, things i'm telling it to do i still love them i'm not done with the game yet but it's it's been a beautiful journey like what six seven hours in i'm enjoying myself heck yeah gage what you got for us i got an exciting update boys oh i managed to find in the wild a playstation 5 i've now i've rounded out the podcast i think i was the last (laughs) one without one and um it's cool uh some of the uh, it's so. I actually know. I like it a lot oh, because UI? I like the UI. I know I'm crazy. Right. I like the UI. I like it a lot more than Xbox. And that's what I was. That's what I was coming to say. I know Dan. I'm sorry. I don't like tiles covering everything everywhere <laughs> all at once. It's fucking annoying. The guide I, menu is what I like better. Oh, the guide menu is yes. yeah, way better. That's yeah. that's leagues above. But I, I like the PS5. I'm getting it. And I'm like because I have the Series X. I was able to snag the Halo Limited Edition one. Shout out to my. Uh, old EB, uh, GameStop location that helped me up with that. Definitely broke some rules to get me that, hell yeah. <laughs> um, but like having both wow. of them side by side, it's cool to see like what one does over the other, where it's like, I, I really like the UI uh, and the store has always been superior on PlayStation. Um, and uh, But then you have things like where Xbox is like, um, you know, the quick resume feature. Like that's still that's still super cool. And it's, it's crazy that PlayStation doesn't have something like that. But at the same time, I don't know, they just each have their own differences. But Sticking around with the PlayStation. Go ahead. I gotta say, as a long-term PlayStation user, the store fucking sucks. I think Dan made a face, too. That store is terrible. Well, and to be fair, the Xbox store used to be absolute dog shit as well, but the new store that they put out, I think, is pretty good, Gage. Do you... No, I agree with you, and that's why in my head I was like, do I mention that? Because it wasn't until it feels like a year ago that you could actually add things to cart in yes. Xbox. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was my big yeah. thing. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, yes. yeah, That's That's a new feature. So, like, wish lists and all that stuff, like, PlayStation had that well ahead yes. of Xbox. So that's what I meant when I said that. But, yeah, you're right. Gotcha. That, that, that gap has closed recently. You're right. I, so that's fair. 
Um, but yeah, so I played, I picked up immediately The Last of Us Part 1. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Obviously, I'm the vice president of The Last of Us uh, fandom. And um, the game is incredible. The ga- like, Naughty Dog is just one of those studios. I don't get it, because I'm playing it, and I'm playing the cutscene. Mm. And then the game starts, and I'm like, oh, this is still the cutscene model of Joel. This is, the- nothing's changed. Whereas when you play the old one, because I played it a million times, like, there was that huge difference. Like, you could tell the in-game cinematics looked very different from the pre-rendered ones. Whereas, like, I-, I-, I find myself stopping in, like, different lighting areas and just, like, panning the camera around Joel. And I'm like, this is literally the fucking cutscene model. Like, this is nuts to me. How did they do this? Oh, my God. The game is so good. And you know what? I just want to say for the millionth time, people that say the gameplay isn't there and that it's just the story that's good. How is They're wrong? They're so fucking wrong. I'm like, I'm playing this and I'm like, this is just a survival horror game. Like this is like Resident Evil. That's what this that's what this game is. And why does one get like nobody like it doesn't make any sense to me. The game's the first game is a 10 out of 10. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's fantastic. You tell them. I will. <laughs> On behalf of the president of, of Last of Us fandom, I'm going to say that this is a 10 out of 10. Yes. Well, uh, before you move on to your next thing, I want to say you should play Astrobot, the one that's built in. And can I, can I, thoughts on Astro's can I finish? Can oh, I finish, uh, Christian? Thank you, oh. Dan. Oh. You're right. Okay, what else have I been playing, Rashan? Thanks for asking. I've been playing Astro's Playroom. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going off the dock. You're right. I don't, even, I don't even. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it now because you told me to talk about it. That's how much my ODD <laughs> kicks in. Um, no, it's it's cool. The haptics are nuts, and I didn't. It's one of those things where you really can't experience it until you try it because you hear everybody talking about the haptics. You're like, oh, it's vibration. How cool can it be? But like walking around in the sand with the ever so slight little. And then I was talking to Dan about this. Uh, there's a point where you're running because there's a bunch of little missions you can do and it's kind of cool like it takes you down memory lane and it shows you you can uh, the hidden collectibles in this game is like old pieces of playstation tech like you know, the first dual shock and you know all this kind of cool stuff um but there's a point where you're running and a fan blows you from like one of the directions just trying to blow you off the platform and i instinctively gripped my controller tighter because of the haptics that were going on like it, <laughs> it took me it took me a second to realize like okay no that's just stupid but they are able to do something just from having that left right you know front back side to side sort of motors that they have going on it's kind of cool like i caught i caught myself i was like why am i gripping the controller tighter <laughs> it's cool yeah the haptics are cool so playing last of us playing Astro Boy. I want to say there's one more thing I re-downloaded. Astro Boy. Astro what is it? Boy. Astro Bot? Whatever the fuck. Astro's Playroom. Yes. I feel like there was one more thing I re-downloaded. Oh, I re-downloaded Spider-Man. Um, and, because uh, I own it for free. Um, I was thinking about buying it on, play- on PC, but I'll probably just play it there now. But, yeah. Last of Us Part 1 is absolutely fucking incredible. I'm about halfway through it. Uh, no, I just got to the university, so a little over 60% the way through. Yeah, And, nice. um, absolutely incredible yeah the uh the the new cinematics do i feel like i'm almost agreeing with dan a little bit where i don't know if they're hitting harder they're just hitting different i um, never said harder i said different I you said, said harder time. you said harder with no. a capital h dan even apologized to me when he's like no i'm sorry dan don't ever apologize to christian first of all second <laughs> of all <laughs> i i had to apologize to christian last week because i yeah I, I didn't read the article or two weeks ago, whenever that was. I think that was two weeks ago because I was listening and I was like, "You fucking get him, Christian." Um, yeah, Last of Us I is guess. fucking amazing. Last of Us is is epic. 
and it looks gorgeous. And I can't believe that I'm playing a cutscene the entire time. It's nuts. And the lighting, Christian, you're absolutely right. Lighting. Man. The lighting. Oh my god, the the light peeking in through the doors and like the literal particle effects is just nuts. Yeah. Yep. Dan can't see him. No, I can't. I know. I can't. Keeps the lights too bright. Yeah. I can see. <laughs> I can see them. Before we move on, I'm sorry. One last thing about about this bad boy. Um, no, I stopped for a second. Uh, ratcheting, ratcheting, clank. I think uh, of all the things the vibra- like the the vibration does that like actually blew my mind. Um, every single, I think I mentioned this on the pod before. I, I just like saying it. Uh, when you like are like readying your gun in ratchet and clank to like aim, there are like different obviously vibrations, but like the vibrations themselves produce a sound of like that's happening in the game. But you don't hear it in game. You hear it from the controller. So you're hearing your gun through the vibrations and some of them are like pretty insane like one of them sounds like music like how are they doing this through vibrations i don't understand right god i can't wait to try that game um but we are going to talk a little bit more about sony we're talking about sony's future plans for playstation as a topic of the show nice here we are for topic of the show herman hulse did a little bit of an interview with axios and that's where we're getting most of our information uh for the first story here uh dan i found Nebelian's tweet, their thread. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to go and use that one. Just let me know if I miss anything. There's from... more stuff too, but we can fill in as we go. Okay. I just, uh, I just like the format that he used here. It's a lot easier to read. So I'm just going to go with that for now. And you guys just help me alone. Uh, help me along the way if I miss anything. Uh, new interview with Herman Hulse. Uh, live service games will come from newly acquired teams at and Sony's internal uh, teams too. Not all of them will be user original IPs, uh, SP, what's this? Single-player single titles, yeah, single-player titles. Still, uh, the most profitable ones, more cross-gen titles come, uh, could come case by case. Um, yeah, I, I think he also said that the live service games are going to be launching uh, first to PC, uh, day one, I, sh- I should say, as opposed to the first-party games that are going to be coming to PC a year later, is what he said. So there's a, a little bit of a a gap and at least we have a a time frame i I think gage we were talking about this a little bit earlier at least we have a time frame unfortunately that time frame is still pretty long not as long as uh not as short as we were hoping but at least we got a a time time uh frame on that um yes and as we were just discussing host mentions that the pc versions actually help playstation to invest more into their projects it allows us to continue to invest even deeper into their projects. PlayStation will also improve its mobile game development and partner up with other companies. Um, I'll stop there for now. Yeah, Christian. First of all, when I first shared like this in the chat, I wrote L Sony and didn't elaborate. But by this, I mean, like, if you look at the numbers that have been shared in the past like month or so, um, every time Sony releases a game on PC, like that game will chart again, even though it's an older game. The PC audience is fucking massive. It is mm-hmm. huge. People are buying these games. I think limiting... I get that Sony wants people to buy their consoles, right? Like, that's, that's why the time frame is there. A year just feels too long. Like, I would say if it's, if it's three months, that, that's maybe, like, better, I guess. Like, day and date would have, is, is the dream, I think, for... for like, look at Xbox. They're, they're day and date. Like, those barriers have been removed. A year is just too far out for like the industry that we're in now in my opinion and that that sucks i i think like exactly what you said with the the 
that they want to sell consoles. And I feel like like the most recent example I think is uh, like what is it? What was Deathloop? Was the mm-hmm. game that came to Xbox as well? Yes. Xbox and PC recently. A year later, yeah. A year later, and I and I don't know if the conversation really sparked back up for that one. I, again, that's another game that wasn't like super hype on arrival in the first place. So that's kind of I think Deathloop another the game of the year contender. I think oh, really? Deathloop okay. launched with PC oh, yeah. as well. I think it was PlayStation right. and PC. So it came to Xbox a year later. But um there's another example like Tomb Raider for past gen was on right. was on uh, Xbox and then it came to PlayStation eight months I want to say or maybe a year later. Um yeah, there's there's a lot of examples where I think it works and sometimes it it doesn't. But I feel like PlayStation's going to be okay with this for sure. It sucks for us, but I think most of the time it's going to boost their sales. Everybody's going to be talking about it for a little bit, so they don't have to worry about it, and they're going to sell PlayStations because of it. Um, as much as I want a day and date as well, I think I don't think they're going to see uh, something drastic happen to the sales that they're going to shift their their position mm-hmm. on this. Unfortunately, right. I think, yeah, I think they're not willing to take the risk on day and date, but I think we're all in, Sure. like, I think we all agree that, like, Sony doesn't realize that, like, I don't think it would affect sales that much. Like, like we've talked about before, there's, there is some overlap, sure, there's people like myself who own a PC, like a, a gaming PC, a PS5, and an Xbox, but a lot of people have one console, and especially when it's, it would be one thing if it was PC, like a PC only developer deciding on whether or not to bring their games to console day and date, you might lose that on sales. But like when it's the other way around, the barrier to entry is so much higher for PC. I really don't think that you're going to have people jumping ship from your from your console to get a PC just because the options there. Like, again, kids aren't going to like ask their mom like, hey, I know I wanted that $500 console, but instead can I have a $1,500 PC because the game's there as well. Like... I really don't think it'll affect their sales, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, PlayStation wants to make that money. They want that that gap to be long enough that they get that second wind. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's what it's going to be, but... Yeah, I agree with you, Gage. Like, the I don't feel like the overlap is as much as people think that it is because, no. like, you know, consoles are catered to the people that want to have a cheaper experience, like a, a TV experience, and... Like a $500 Xbox Series X can do far more and far, you know, better performance on games than you could buy a $500 PC for. Absolutely. So, like, that's the key that, you know, Sony has to realize like, we're losing out on an entire market share of people that, you know, aren't going to overlap with our sales of our, our PlayStation. And, Xbox is literally selling more Xboxes than they've sold in the history of their, you know, existence. So it's not sure. affecting Microsoft negatively right now. Yeah. And, it's, and the it's thing, in, go ahead. The thing for me too is like Xbox putting their games day and date with PC has made me feel like I am part of the Xbox ecosystem because I am gauging with the games that they're putting out right like like i'm excited for score and like and i think of that as an xbox game even though i'm playing it on pc like i i think like playstation could could benefit honestly like even if it isn't day and day like i said like if, if it's just a few months out like that's closer to where i think the dream is but like i don't know sorry Gage, I, I interrupted you and i'm losing my own train of thought so please go ahead no i interrupted you interrupting me it's fine <laughs> um no it, it's it's just it sucks because whenever we're talking about this 
whenever we're talking about this and we're trying to understand what their logic is, like we have to think less like people who play games, which just goes to show you like why exactly they do what they do, right? It's it's entirely business oriented, even when yeah. it's not like I like like Dan said, like it's the overlap is not as big as they think it is. Like if they wait a year and let's say they get double, they they get a hundred percent you know, plus 100% revenue from waiting a year. If they release it day and date, like I genuinely think it'd be like 95 or 90%. Like I, like they would miss out on some sales. Sure. There'd be a small subset of people who'd be like, oh, cool. I'll get it for PC instead. But like, the not point. at all what they're thinking. Not at all what they're thinking, right? So, Very small amount of people that have both that would want to get it. Because here's the thing, like even people that are aware of the differences and the, and the benefits to PC gaming, um, some people just don't want to deal with it. Like some people are just like, yeah, I know PC gaming, like you can do this, that, and the other with it, but I just rather play it on console. And like, e so even from that small subset of people that they might buy it on PC, there's going to be people that have both that are still going to want it on PlayStation. So we're talking about such a small percentage, yeah. but like it's Sony, like they're they've got their minds made up. I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. Unfortunately, I'm I'm very excited to hear that their live service games are coming day and date. Or did I jump? Yeah, ahead? that that is that is a win. No, I think Ro mentioned it as well. Okay, um, that, is, because, that is at least nice. That is nice because that also goes to tell me that like, okay, you guys are committed to the the health of your player base because that is an easy way to you know double the size, triple the size of your of your player base. If like say the Last of Us factions, right? If that comes out on just PlayStation, oh. sure, that's going to be great. But now knowing that that because it's probably a live service game, I think it's safe to bet safe like safe to say that it's going to be that yeah like that's exciting for me now i know cool i can get on get in on that day one on PC. i could see so that being exciting. an exception to the rule though really you think because so that's branding yeah <sighs> they're just like no we're, we want to keep this one for a year <laughs> just because it's the last of us that one's so tough though because also maybe do they want well, if, they, if they want it to hit then they yeah. don't do that but i could right. I, like that's tough because i could see i can see logic for both arguments i fucking hope not i'm gonna be very <laughs> upset if that's what they do <laughs> The thing is, like, does Donnie Dog want to make it a live service game, right? Is the thing. I don't, I don't know. It seems like, again, I, I bring this up all the time, but this was supposed to launch with The Last of Us. And we're now, it's going to be like three or four years. So it's like, they already had whatever sure. they developed it. And then it's going to be three or four, like, this game's huge, whatever it is. So, I don't know. I think, like, and this is the thing, like, we think of live service negatively because, I mean, we should. Because most of them are negative. But... Maybe they, maybe, like, it, it seems like this one came about organically. Like, they were making a multiplayer game, and then the studio themselves decided, you know what, we're onto something. We need to make this bigger, Dude, we need to make this better. It's the same way the uh, the Lost Legacy game, like, came about. Like, it was supposed to be DLC, and then, like, they just got really excited about the project. They're like, let's just make it, like, a, a bigger scale thing. Which is always exciting for a, a team, like, a team is excited about a project that they want to make it bigger, and the... Sony's like, fuck yeah, dude, do it. We'll back you. We'll give you some money to like make it a big project right. and we'll support you. Like that stuff that is exciting. Hit, right? stuff. Like everybody loves Lost Legacy. Yeah. So that's why I'm not worried about this. Like I think it is live service and normally I would be worried, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like Naughty Dog has yet to have a huge misstep. And even the misstep that they did have, which is this remake, I don't think it was decided by them because it was started by another studio and they took over. So right. to me, Naughty Dog hasn't done any wrong yet, right? So I I am hopeful for this. I think this is gonna be I think this is gonna be big, and I'm very I'm very happy to know that it's coming day and date. They've done no wrong. What about yeah, Dan? They've done no wrong. What about Just two hours into it. the Last have of Us to part finish two? The game. Anywho, Dan, how did get you over it? You're uh, already playing it again. Just to circle back. How did you feel about the ending of the first season of Game of Thrones? How did you feel about the ending of the first season of Game of Thrones? It's the same thing. 
No, it's not. I've explained. I've explained. No, I've explained why it's not the same thing because you that occurs. That haven't beat the game yet. That occurs you have to that the whole thing through. <sighs> Anywho, all right. Oh, uh, I get what he's saying. I yes. Get, I, get, I, get, I remember Noah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, circle yeah, being back agree. real quick to something you said, Gage. Uh, I agree. <laughs> something you said about Sony being concerned um, about selling uh, more on PC versus, you know, waiting a year or whatever. I feel like they would actually sell more by releasing day and date because you'd have more PC players that would be playing the game and sharing with their other PC friends like, hey, this game's awesome, pick it up. So like you would have a whole year in which you're right. spreading, you know, the fan base out to get more people to buy the game. I feel like that would benefit Sony, but I don't well, know. I think no, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know so much about that exact reasoning, but also the hype factor, right? Like, there's always yes. going to be initial sales, right? You're always going to have that initial sales boost, especially if it's a PlayStation right. game that looks polished. Because that's one of the things I brought up when they started porting their games. Is like, I was playing Days Gone and I was having fun with it. I know some people don't like it. That's fine. People can be wrong, but um, <laughs> uh, I was playing. And I was like, man, like I play PC exclusive games. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them do things that consoles can't. A lot of them. Tarkov. Tarkov. A lot of that stuff is behind the scenes, though. It's like it's like processing power. Like I'm playing Days Gone, and I'm like, shit. Like there's no PC exclusive that looks this good. Like Spider Man, uh, Spider Man Remastered. There's no PC exclusive that looks this good. So like PlayStation does have something to offer the PC market, and I think like if they release them at the same time, like Dan's saying, like even just the hype factor alone of watching these trailers and be like, holy fuck, look at that game. It's coming to PC as well. Like hell yeah, I'm gonna pick that up. And like Dan's saying, word of mouth, it'll just spread like wildfire. None of that matters because Jimmy Jim Jim has said no. Oh, I got stuff to say about him on on the next oh, stuff. Hell yeah! Fuck, I hate that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the I, before we move on to the FromSoft stuff, I just I did want to say they do also for the for the live service stuff. They have twelve green light projects in the works right now, uh, so that's quite a bit. But Jade Raymond's game, one of those, right? If I remember right. Right. Yeah. Jade Raymond's that's one. Possibly. That's no moon is another studio that's working on one. Exciting yeah, cool. stuff. Exciting stuff. Um, oops, I clicked on Nebelian's name instead of clicking on. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Herman Hulse comments on Sony's recent investment in From Software, explaining that their collaboration could go beyond game development and that they might explore possible opportunities for PlayStation production. Uh oh. <laughs> a, a PlayStation Disgusting, dude. mobile uh, for PC and mobile push, right? Like that's that's the gross part. Because they might be working on a no a play, PlayStation stuff? Productions. Uh, is that oh not the movies and stuff. TV and stuff? Yeah, uh, I actually had I had a friend uh, rein me in a little bit today, and he was like, "Well, you know, who's to say like they don't do like a cool like anime stuff?" Uh, which I don't know. Would they do that? I'm I'm not sure. Would I watch it? Absolutely. The only <laughs> like silver lining in this is that like if whatever production they put out hits and it is awesome, that would drive Sony to incentivize them to make more stuff to like, Hey, from software, can you make bloodborne too? <laughs> uh, and like that, that would be a, a win for us. But like, as of right now, I'm, I'm not going to mention the other stuff they're going to bring up soon, but like when we're getting remasters and remakes for stuff that we don't need intent for what's coming up next. <laughs> and when people are asking, Hey, who do you even want to remake a bloodborne or a remaster even? Just can you update the code so that we can get a 60 FPS version going? And Sony's like, what is Bloodborne? That is where we have, like, you invest so much money into From Software. You think they're going to support them to make cool shit. And it's like, nah, we just want to put a, out a fucking Amazon Prime TV show. That's like, what? I don't, whatever. 
it's 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 saddening to me bro, yeah but think of the software fan. but think of the maidens though true i mean true. hell yeah but like at the same time i don't know but um as we're talking about this next story that the amazon show could lead to them supporting the game yeah. more um because there's a rumor that horizon zero dawn and multiplayer game are in development horizon zero dawn remaster is said to feature improved lighting textures animations models and accessibility options the multiplayer game is for ps5 and pc obviously a year later may feature a form of co-op sounds kind of cool um but let's start off with the big one the horizon zero dawn remake slash remaster that's uh that's soon maybe maybe a little soon i, I think uh a big uh thing to bring up is that there's a horizon show coming out fairly soon and similar to the last of us part one maybe it's to to hook the people that watch the show to go and play uh the best possible version of this game uh after you watch the show to get more people into your playstation ecosystem but people were not thinking about that when they saw this uh, this news story for sure which is understandable um there Gage, was one oh i'm sorry no if you have a thought go for it no, it's not a thought. There, uh, there was. I want to say that there was one person on Twitter. Oh, I can't find. I should have shared it. Who said that that they didn't hear that this was actually true, um, oh, okay. and that that it's incorrect. So a grain of salt. Um, yeah. My thoughts. Is it's probably. It's probably is true. Sorry, Gage. Go ahead. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> I just. I was gonna ask what you thought of the, uh, the announcement, the, or the rumor of the remake and the remaster. Of Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah. Fucking Do you think stupid. it's too soon? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not... of course. Horizon Zero Dawn looks great. The game, like, like I don't know, like, it was it was catchy to hate on Naughty Dog, and again, I don't it, I don't think it was Naughty Dog's decision because it, uh, originally it was another studio uh, that was doing it. But whoever, like, it, it was easy to hate on the idea of The Last of Us Part One because we had already gotten a remaster. But when you really sit back and think about it, it's like, okay, the game came out in 2013 and the remaster came out in 2014. So it's not like it came out yesterday, right? It was just because it was an end of a console life cycle. So it was easy to hate on them. But like, you know, I get it. There's like Horizon came out in 2017. Like, hmm. what is what? Why? I don't know. And like, like Christian said, there's so much more. There are so many things that should be on the priority list above this. Like, again, a simple 60 FPS patch for fucking Bloodborne is so... I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know. A lot of these decisions that are being made there, as we've talked about at length during this episode, it's like, man, to, in order to understand these, I have to completely remove the gamer part of my brain and just look at it as purely money. And then sometimes even then it still doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's I think it's dumb. Just fucking. If there is no like FPS boost, work on that, you know, for like a, a remastered version and fucking make it free. Yep. Make it fucking put it put it put it on the PlayStation Plus service. There you go. There you get you get money there if people are interested in buying that. And then they go buy Forbidden West because well, they like they like the Horizon series now. And like my problem is it's like I feel like Sony's not investing in game preservation and back catalog stuff because like you have features on Xbox where you can literally play an Xbox 360 game. You can play tons of Xbox 360 games that have FPS boost where you can play at 60 frames per second when the game didn't launch with that. Like Midnight Club? Yeah, like there's tons of examples. A3? Yeah, exactly. And A3? It's, it's insane to me that Sony hasn't invested in that more so because 
if they invested in those types of things, we wouldn't need these remasters and remakes necessarily. Now, but how would they make their money, Dan? Yeah, fair <laughs> point. Yeah, I will not buy this. I will not support this at all. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's really weird. Like, I'm trying to like as Gage was saying, uh, trying to think of it as not a gamer, not a, a PlayStation player. Like, if I was watching Horizon Zero Dawn, the Amazon Prime show for the first time and i really liked it and i so happened to have a ps5 which is crazy in and of itself but i have a ps5 i watched the Am- amazon show i was like damn i really want to play that game and there is a better version of the 2017 game available yeah i would buy it but how many people i mean in this situation i oh, wouldn't yes. buy it yeah. i wouldn't buy it like me Rashan playing played the 2017 game when i watch this i might play the game again i'm not rebuying this game um but yeah as someone who has never played it I'm sure they would love to have the best possible version of this game to play, not having any history with PlayStation, any history with this Horizon Zero Dawn thing. It's like, yeah, that's this was made for me because it is made for that that particular person. Um, Does so, that particular person exist though? Because <laughs> there's got to be somebody who hasn't played that game and that's going to watch. No, but Horizon. here's the okay. Here's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Because you're watching the Amazon show, right? And you have a PlayStation Five, <laughs> and you right. haven't played the game yet, or equally fucking absurd is you're watching the Amazon show one? and you don't have a PlayStation 5. I enjoyed this show so much that I'm instead of waiting for season 2, I'm going to go buy a $700 console and <laughs> and a $79.99 game or whatever the fuck it is in American. And like I I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it. Oh, Rashan's frozen Ro- on my screen. Ro- free- yeah. Ro- He's freaking out. He is. That's amazing. I want to clip this. <laughs> I want to take a screenshot of this. I I just hope to God that the game doesn't cost seventy dollars. Like they're gonna be. Oh, I will. Oh God, will. that's just asinine. Like I just don't understand that. And I said, of course, many of us, all of us, I think, said that The Last of Us Part One probably shouldn't have been a seventy dollars game for people who already, you know, bought the previous games. I'm fine with The Last of Us Part One being a seventy dollars game to new people, but like I still feel like they should have had some kind of upgrade path there for people who already supported that game multiple times right <laughs> i'm sorry dan i looked down as you see road charging up his little frozen state uh, i agree amazing. though yeah. yeah um as we work on getting row back here um i hope to, i hope this isn't the beginning of something new for sony God. that they continue to do this with other stuff like five years is nothing like Let's not keep making this a trend and, you know, releasing. Re- We're going to get God of War remastered the year after this then, right? Like, yeah, ugh. that would be, be terrible. But the only good news here is that, like, they are working a multiplayer game. If that's True. live service, like, that is cool. You know, having, a, like, a first party Monster Hunter like. Uh, I, I would go so far as to say, like, that experience might even be end up being better than, like, the single player version. Um, and my biggest issue with Horizon is that those games aren't very memorable after you finish them. And it might be more fun just to hop in like a, a robo-dino world with a friend. I don't know. Fair. Uh, I, I'm assuming Rose laptop crashed because he has left the um, Discord here, which is okay. And uh, we can pivot and just uh, keep rolling here while we wait for him. Uh, what else What else do we have here? Um, do we want to move on or do we want to wait yeah, or what do you want to we, do? We can move on. Okay. Then do you need to change scenes? I can I can pick up. Oh yes, I do need to change scenes. Here, you change scenes, I'll I'll 
this next one. Okay. Uh, Sony. Oh. Oh. He's back. Whoa. Oh. You are li- Sorry. You are listening like to podcast. Yeah. yeah. I didn't so like sorry. saying. It. You uh, did. Internet just cut out for a second there. Are you sorry, with Rogers? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, I had a feeling. Gosh, since, since I mean they were terrible before, but since that nationwide outage, it's just somehow been worse. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh wow. But, yeah, I I am Infowatchers, probably not for much longer. <laughs> but yeah, um, sorry, I I obviously missed everything you said, Dan, or Gage. You were telling me why my analogy didn't make sense, which I, I knew it didn't. I knew it didn't. You didn't have to, I, you know. Okay, I didn't know, but yeah. I don't remember what I was saying, but it was probably something really intelligent. And it uh, was, it was honestly. It was. I don't even remember the analogy. It was not oh, an analogy, somebody, but an somebody, example. Somebody, sorry. Yeah, 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 somebody buying. Yeah. Like if oh. they didn't have a PS5, right? Somebody's not going to watch yeah. the show and be like, "Oh, this is really great. Yeah. Let me go out and spend seven hundred dollars on a machine because I really like the show." It's then, just not that, a thing. Then who is this for? <laughs> That's the thing, we're Shannon. Nobody. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's Bro. for Jim Ryan. It's for it's for Jimmy. Bro, you have to go back after this and watch your frozen reaction when you got kicked out. It's amazing. It's, it's great. It could not have frozen at a better time. You were going Super Saiyan. Uh, I guess we could move on to the next story unless you guys did. Okay. Yes. Right. Moving on to the next story. Sony betting big on the next VR headset with increased production plan. Wow, this Bloomberg website just like, I can't read anything. Oh, just Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. I did no, not okay. realize that. Okay. That's okay. That's no problem. But we, we saw that they're releasing 2 million? It must be more than, than that. They're, How many headsets was it? 23 million? They're building no, 2 million by March of 2023. Right. So, yeah, they, they're expecting this to be a, a, a big seller, right? That's a, that's a lot of, of units. That so, is, in fact, there, a lot of units. There's also an implicit story in here that they're, you know, one would gather that if they're having no supply issues with PSVR 2, that there seemingly might not be as many issues getting more PS5 consoles as well. Mm-hmm. Or any other just hardware in the video game industry. Oh no, we lost could... Row again. Oh, we did. <laughs> but anyways, Poor continue. <laughs> I mean, that was it. Like, if, oh, okay. uh, also, like, when are we seeing this thing? Is there going to be a showcase? Probably not this year. So I'm probably what, like a, a, a VR focused state of play sometime in late fall. November-ish. Early December. Who knows, who knows what they're doing? Yeah, who knows? We need price. I will say though. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to fucking buy it. I don't even get it. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to get it. Oh, Rogue can still hear us. Oh. It better not be expensive though, is, is my issue. Yeah. It and better it not. Be. Or what? What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> pray, pray that I can get it at Best Buy with like Afterpay, where I pay four payments or whatever. Like, please. He's you gonna know, yeah, fuck it. Why yeah, not? yeah. He's yeah. gonna hunt down Jim Ryan. I, I won't do that. <laughs> no. no. Don't 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 say I'm doing any kind of threat to anybody. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Apologies. He's gonna make out with Jim Ryan. Oh. Yeah, he wishes. <laughs> Rose back. Okay, I'm I'm back. I'm sorry about that. I I was still here. I could hear you guys, but my camera froze and I couldn't say anything. Oh. It was really weird. I never lost internet connection in that though. But something is wrong, obviously. 
Uh, anyways, moving on to another rumor for the PlayStation VR. After lengthy negotiations, Sony has bought the rights to publish Half's Half-Life Alex on PSVR 2 in 2023. I emoji fire, fire, fire. Hashtag PSVR 2. Hashtag PSVR 2. Uh, yeah, a very critically acclaimed game coming to PSVR 2. Exciting. Hopefully coming. That would, that would be huge. Yeah. That would be huge. Obviously, Especially... Yeah, go ahead. Especially considering that we don't have a library of PSVR 1 games. Like, we are very much contingent <laughs> on whatever is at launch with PSVR 2, having a game like Half-Life Alex, which is a huge game, critically yeah. acclaimed for sure, uh, would be great to have people who have never played this game, myself included, uh, try it out on some like cutting-edge technology. So, cool. Yeah. Not only is it a great game, it's a technologically, like, it's a marvel. Like, this is, this is the yeah. future of VR. Uh, Christian, you can play it, by the way, with Quest. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I... Haven't yet, and then I saw this rumor. And I was like, well, I'm "Might as well wait. wait for it for sure." Yeah, no, yeah. but it, it's yeah, it's incredible. I want the finger tracking. <laughs> and uh, the final story to round out this topic of the show, we could uh, maybe theorize a little bit here with uh, the future of PlayStation. Uh, Gamatsu reports that there is a document with several un- announced and unannounced SIE titles, including the Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, multiplayer game that we briefly touched upon earlier and possibly some more leaks to come. Uh, I, I was thinking that like there's not a lot uh, that we know about PlayStation's future right now. God of War Ragnarok and beyond that is kind of a mystery, so maybe they are ramping up to announce some stuff whether it's leaked or, or not, we shall see. Christian? I, like saw, the, I saw this document, this Uh-oh. supposed document. It's... Uh... I don't know how old it is. It it seems pretty old because you had like on the top of there, Horizon Two uh, was on that list of like games that are soon like soon to come, which is already out. And a lot yeah. of the other games are just like projects that have already been announced. So I don't know how much validity this has. I'm trying to find right. the, doc, the the doc as we speak. Uh, while Christian is looking for the doc, I do have a quick question about Horizon multiplayer does that excite anybody is that like a cool idea i think that's that sounds kind of cool like a monster hunter co-op experience in that universe that's that sounds pretty cool i'd be down for that that's yeah. exactly what i said yeah a, a destiny like you know horizon you know you might be in on yeah. that row hunt Sweet. down some, some <laughs> mechanical dinos with friends on strikes and i love i love hunting innocent wild <laughs> who said they were innocent yeah they're oh first sure. got it just well, on this document it. horizon 2 horizon 2 dlc and support horizon ps5 remaster which is where we got that horizon mm-hmm. online horizon oh. vr which we know about <laughs> yeah heartbreak from fire sprite uh Sackboy from sumo whatever that means i i mean we got Sackboy's big adventure and then Destruction All-Stars, which already came out. Carbon from Sumo. Red Star from Lucid. Returnal from Housemark. Presumably this is PC maybe the PC. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Ronin, which we already got uh, that as well. Ocean from Kojima Productions, which that, that this now this is interesting. Whatever that is. It sounds <laughs> like a project name. Uh, yeah. Ballistic Moonbaits. I don't know. And then London. Oh, sorry. Camden from London. Studio London. Project name as well, probably. But that's a games as a service. 
Hmm. Could have been maybe one of the 12 that Mr. Jim was talking about. Or Herman, sorry. Where's our Uncharted what, 5? Um, yeah. I don't know. Uncharted 5. Where we take... <laughs> I mean, who's, make, who's making Uncharted 5 is the bigger question. That's fair, yeah. Uh, I, I still feel like that ending of Uncharted 4 just leaves out leaves so much cool stuff they could do with yeah. Uncharted. Like, yeah, and they should leave it and just let it just uh, let it end right there. I, uh, Dan, okay, this is the one thing I can tell you about Dan with he and I talking about Halo, is that Dan doesn't know when to let a good thing just... No, I want to continue playing this great stuff. I agree. Just let things let things end. Christian's right, but I agree end. with Dan. Thank you, Ro. Thank you. <laughs> I want more. Yeah, I'm talking to you, MCU. Let things end. No, don't let it end. God, keep consuming Piece it. Of shit TV. Keep consuming oh, it. Jesus. I'll I'll eat it all up. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed us eating up all these news stories. Oh, getting it back out at you with our amazing takes and you guys yeah. just eating up the chewed up takes and just it's a fucking it. vicious circle baby <laughs> you love to see it thank just you just chewing things up spitting them in each other's mouths it's what, oh god it's what this podcast is all about jesus if there's nothing Anything. else you guys wanted to add about the the last few stories can i go ahead and close out the show close it out close jim it ryan out. be better be better jim thank you again everyone joining us live on youtube and twitch as well as podcast services everywhere including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher and everywhere else you get to podcast thank you christian thank you gage thank you daniel i'm rishan and this has been podcast pxn and we are out much love and keep on game not so much love <laughs>